Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Let Me Tell You. I'm Joan Hamburg and that's my original podcast. And today on my show, Andrew Polk, the actor and movie star, was among my guests. And you're going to hear... The rest of his story coming up on the podcast. Let me tell you, please join us. This is Let Me Tell You. Now, here's Joan Hamburg. A real treat for you today. Wonderful actor, Andrew Polk, who's probably one of the busiest working actors that I know is doing and has done everything from Broadway to television to you name it, Andrew has done it. And he's now co-starring in a new movie with Anthony Hopkins and Anne Hathaway and Jeremy Strong called Armageddon Time. And it's a really interesting film. It makes you think a lot. It's about a group of kids and how certain things that happen in your life at that time can change the course of your life. This young, well, the young stars are dealing with issues that you don't really think about that sixth graders might be dealing with. And Andrew, in this film, plays a sixth grade teacher called Mr. Turkeltaub teaching at a public school in Queens, New York, and it's written and directed by James Gray, and it's his autobiographical story and what it's like growing up in a middle-class Jewish home in Flushing. And I'm sure that if they looked at Flushing today, the heart of Chinese restaurants, they wouldn't realize this was their Flushing. And your character, Andrew, was a teacher who really had an impact upon some of these lives where they didn't forget them even today. So for you, in terms of this film, how did it come about? Your agent called it up or you knew about it, wanted to go for it? Sure. I, well, I, my agent called and had an audition for it, and I was very excited because it was James Gray, whose work I, I yeah, was a big fan wonderful. of. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, yeah, I somehow tapped into something really uh, very real uh, when I auditioned. Um, and I'm glad that uh, James Gray and I seemed to be on the same page there, and I was cast. And uh, uh, later learned about that incredible cast that I got to be part of. Um, and that's how it came about. And when you, after you read the movie, yeah. Now you grew up in California, but right. a friend of yours, an actor too, yeah, actually grew up where this movie took place in Flushing. Yes, yeah, so on the I read the script. First of all, the script was clearly 
brilliant uh, right off the page. You're like, wow, this is uh, this is fantastic and rich and complex, and you don't run across scripts that well written very often. So it was very clearly a great film on on paper, and uh, you know, this is an autobiographical story about James Gray's life, and this teacher was a real person. And uh, so I called my friend Amy Ryan, who's a very dear friend of mine, and uh, I knew she grew up in Queens and near Flushing, and I, I said, look, it says here in the script, uh, PS 173 is where it takes place. By any chance, is that where you went to school? She said, oh, yeah. That's so I went, Okay, now here's a, shot, here's a shot in the dark, Amy. Uh, you didn't happen to have a teacher named Mr. Turkletow, did you? And she said, yep, that was my teacher. Oh, my Lord. And then she, she sent me a picture of her, and it with was him? actually fifth, with him with, in fifth grade with an enormous amount of students, class photo, and Mr. Turkletow standing there looking, you know, a little tense. Right. And um, it kind of looked, looked like he was maybe ready to retire. And um, and uh, with the 42 children, including Amy Ryan, and I, I'd subsequently run across a couple other people who had had him as a teacher. So um, it's great, you know, that this was a real person, and I got to, you know, dig into that. Right, and to work with James Gray, which is yeah. special, right? James Gray I, I, is so fantastic to work with. And he's such a great filmmaker. I mean, so both of those things put together made it a really great experience for me and I know for everyone else. Um, and I think it shows in the film how I think he's really getting the, you know, right. if I may say, getting the best work out of everyone. Uh, um, he's, he's a delight to work with. And what um, brought you many years ago? You grew up in California, I think Berkeley. And that's right. What brought you to New York was acting part of your DNA from the time you were a like a young kid. It really was part of my DNA. And, uh, I, I had all, I had relatives in New York. Uh, so we would always travel back to New York every year. And my grandparents lived here, my aunt and uncles, you know, everyone was here. And I always loved it. And I thought, even as a kid, I'm like, I've got to move here someday. I got to be here. So, I went to college on the East Coast, and then I trained in London, and then I got a job right away, luckily, in New York, and uh, and it, I've been in New York ever since. I, I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, you're a New Yorker, and you're a working New Yorker, too. Yeah. Yes, knock on wood. Yes, it's great. I'm very uh, fortunate. No, and you live here, I mean, which is interesting, because so many actors I know have to bite the bullet and go back to L.A., you know, which they're always apologizing uh, for, but <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I spent some time in LA. It's, 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 you know, it is what it is. It's a inevitable part of our business. So, uh, 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 and I've worked there, but, uh, you know, I love New York and, uh, I, I love working in New York even more. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it is a really special place, but it's interesting too. Now you, how old are your own children? Well, interesting you should ask that. My children are 11 and 8. So they're and close to what the kids, some of the my kids My daughter are. is exactly the age of the kids I was teaching in the movie, and I think it was pretty, there was a sort of a quality of uh, sitting on your last nerve that I, uh, for some reason, was able to tap into for this role um, pretty easily. <laughs> so there's, uh, 
I didn't have to do too much uh, stretching, you know, and, and, and when you're playing a role where you're trying to teach 42 kids uh-huh. every subject, every subject, including Jim, with no yeah. teacher's aid. It was a time when the movie was during a time, it was like 1980 when there were big budget cuts in the school system. Integration had just sort of happened and uh, teachers were being asked to do so much. Um, and uh, yeah, so there was a quality of uh, corralling and and uh, being with kids that age that felt pretty natural to me. <laughs> but And you know, it was really interesting because as I'm watching this film, I kept thinking, what happened along the way to James Gray in his head where he had to make this film? And well, I mean, did he look, ever talk about it? That. Yes, he has. I mean, I can, you know, I, uh, always, you know, better talk to him about it. But from what he said, it's really, he was at a place, I think, where he, uh, he well, right after the pandemic or during he was driving around the old neighborhood and he realized there was no, um, there was nothing left of his family um, in his, you know, that to remember, you know, for his kids to understand where he came from, they had almost disappeared and there was really no sign of them. Mm-hmm. And so he, he brought his kids back to the uh, to Queens, to Flushing to sort of drive around and show them the old neighborhood. And he got the idea of, he wa- of wanting to do something super personal and um, I think it had come also on the heels of doing something where he had just done Ad Astra in space with Brad Pitt. And I, he wanted, it felt like an instinct to bring, uh, to write a story very close to home. And that it felt very, even though it was 1980, the issues in the movie felt very, unfortunately, very present right. uh, today. You know, uh, the, uh, the issues of uh, morality, which he felt like in 1980, Something changed in this country, uh, where we went from the end of the '70s and the, you know, the, the, you know, the free speech movement and the, uh, civil rights, and and we had come come into. It felt like a watershed moment to him, where we went to a more materialistic place, and morality, which is a very Jewish kind of theme, you know, what is right, what is wrong, right. very Talmudic, um, uh, was is going by the wayside, and then. He felt like to tell that story would be really resonant today, and I think he's right. Right, and your character, he really gives a lot of dimension to, as you do too, because I went to public school in what was then a small town, really, but I, I still could, from your character, it brought back all the memories of those overburdened teachers trying to deal with yeah. rambunctious, we-don't-care kind of kids. Right, you know? right. There's that element. Yes, and uh, I also, I mean, I remember that when I was that age, too. Uh, you know, these giant classrooms, the, the, the teachers were... Doing were their best. Being, doing their best. And in the case of my character, you know, not very good. Right. <laughs> well, he was but, definitely a little... Um, he singled out, and we're not giving anything away, right? Because he picked on a black kid who apparently right. just rubbed him the wrong way. And right. you you didn't know whether to feel sorry for him, which I varied in my feelings, or to say, hey, what's with you? But right. 
So right, and I, I think that the, I think yes, and I think a lot of people have mentioned that to me, and you know, I'll let everyone make their own judgments about uh, what if Mr. Turkeltab was, you know, racist or just overworked. But I think I can say that it was um, uh, it was real, and it really happened to James Gray and. Um, the people who came to those schools without a safety net, who weren't as protected, you know, different. There was nowhere, no one to catch them. There was no. It, it was almost like they said, "Let's have integration in our schools," and uh, there was no thought about how to do it. Um, there weren't the resources to catch people and see them for where, from when they where they were. And I think I think it's kind of important because that's i think unfortunately uh, an issue today yeah. um uh, and so um you can see the two kids you know the black kid and the white kid uh the jewish kid just slowly drift apart and um go their separate ways and it's funny i had the same thing happen to me when i was a kid in california very, yeah a very good friend of mine in grade school uh, who was black, and you know, you don't even know what happened. You just kind of drifted away, uh-huh. and um, you know what I mean. So it really hit home for me that situation. Right, I'm sure, and you make it very real as the teacher. I, I and the movie got a lot of appreciation and did very well. It made the Cannes Film Festival. Was that yeah? Was that thrilling that was for great. you? Must have Such been a thrill. It was a thrill, you know, it was just, uh, unfortunately, I saw the movie for the first time while I was sitting in the, at the that big theater at Cannes, um, and all I could think of was, that's my big face up there at Cannes, I'm in Cannes, I'm in Cannes, so I wasn't really seeing the movie, um, uh, I didn't, and I saw it again at the New York Film Festival where it premiered here, And it did and well there. Great, it was uh it was a different experience for me because I actually got to see the film and saw it. Could and, see it and not just say, I'm in calm. Uh, yeah, that's all I could think of. I'm in calm. There's my face. I'm in calm. Uh, there's my face. And uh, there's a lot of people taking pictures. And the red carpet is even crazier than you think it is there. Now, um, did your family of, come? I brought my beautiful wife, Zoe, uh-huh. and we, we had a, a, a great time. Yeah. No, it didn't bring the kids. Uh, maybe next, maybe maybe next time. Yeah, when they're a little older. No, that's right. Um, they'll they'll appreciate it more. But it still is a thrill. And you, it isn't as if you never work. You work all the time. But this was a different role for you and a departure from yeah. what you always do. I think so. Yes, it's uh, and then, which is also always great to be you know not doing the same thing, um, and uh, being in a film this this cohesive and this well done, uh, where it's an ensemble ensemble piece and everyone seems to be really moved by it and talking about it. Right. It's uh, very gratifying to be part of that. I bet. Did your kids ultimately see it? No. No. You know, I am not going to let my 8-year-old see it, but my 11-year-old, I'm going to let her see it. Yeah. Well, um, that should be well, interesting. To yeah, me. right. Yeah, because she's, she's of the age where, you know, it's it's really a movie about, like, being a kid and for the first time seeing the world and having to make really big decisions about what you feel about the world, you know, race uh-huh. and 
you know, what's right, what's wrong, and and that's the age my daughter is. Right, and so. to have to deal with that, you know, you wonder. But it definitely can influence the path of a kid's life, and it makes you think, you know, right. when you have children that age range, that there's a lot going on in those fertile brains, and yeah, you play a big role. That's right, I do. And, and I like, I mean, in that, um, you know, what really struck me, and I don't want to get too much into it, but the scene in the Guggenheim Museum, yeah, I love that when, he, when your kids are going. He sees, he sees a Kandinsky painting. And, and he was definitely you know, a talented artist, the kid in the film. Right, but no one saw him. No uh-huh. one could see him. There was not the space or the time or the attention to see this kid. All they could tell was that he was slow. Uh-huh. Um, and that really moved me, that 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 that. that you really just need one person to notice you mm-hmm. where you are and to change your life. And that, you know, is an issue. That's a theme in the movie, too. Right. And your character, Mr. Turkeltaub, when you started investigating his life, he did reach the stage when he could retire. But unfortunately, fate played a worse role. He had, uh, as I understand it, I, I asked, he had a heart attack after he retired, yeah, yeah. Um, which it just added more information uh, to, to my backstory to help sort of understand and get under his skin a little bit about, you know, maybe the stress he was under with this job and dealing with all these kids. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of did have the idea that in this, at the place that the movie takes place, that he's about to retire, and he's he's sitting on his last nerve, really. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know, I think we all understood it. I'm telling you, we vary between feeling sympathy for this overburdened, stressed-out teacher who, like, show me a little respect, and the kids had no yeah. intent of doing that. <laughs> no. No, and they were great kids, by the way. Uh, they were good actors. Terrific actors, delightful people, open and professional. Uh, Jalen and, and Banks, uh, they were just, uh, you know, just fine actors on their own. Really great. Well, it sounds great. So, Andrew, I'm talking to Andrew Polk, who's a movie you should see. Armageddon Time plays a teacher, and it's all very real. Let me ask you, what now that the movie's up and out, what are you up to? Well, I've just been working on uh, a little bit of network television, doing some um, FBI on CBS. Yeah, that's uh, good. A hot show. A uh, hot show. So I just finished wrapping uh, some of that. And uh, um, I think there's a, a, an episode uh, uh, of, of Mrs. Maisel that I did that's going to come out for season yeah. five. And then there are also a couple of movies I did that haven't come out yet that are about to come out. That's, that's going to be interesting um one is called space oddity directed by kira cedric with uh, kevin bacon oh, that's fun and uh, uh another independent movie i did this summer called peas and carrots which is a really fun movie and then uh, also another movie uh about sister cabrini which i did with uh john lithgow and david morse um which hasn't come out yet so um you know looking forward to that looking forward to that stuff too all right, there's a lot. Uh, and after you finish doing this movie, Armageddon mm-hmm. Time, did 
I look at your own kids. Is their world a lot different from the world of 1980? Yes, yes. They have an uh, extreme amount of um, privilege uh, compared to the kids portrayed in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they, they, they have a great school, and they uh, get they are seen who they are, people are paying attention to them, and it's, uh, it's really, uh, 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 you know, very different than the school portrayed here, and both schools, you know, that later he goes to a private school, the one that Donald Trump ended up going to in the movie, yeah. and um, that school also wasn't great at seeing you for who you were either, um, maybe a little better, but... Um, but prejudice uh, definitely is part of it. Yes. I think there's so much more in the school my kids go to. Uh, thankfully, so much awareness uh, about uh, uh, diversity and equality. That's a big thing there. And I think they're, they're definitely putting their, uh, you know, not just talking about it, but actually doing it. So um, I'm really happy with that. Well, um, you did a great job. And it's a very moving film. And it's got a lot of powerful messages, too which yeah, we don't yeah. always get to see in a film. Right. So, good and you job. know what? Wow. I think it's funny. I think it's funny, too. I mean, uh, I think some people forget there's some parts that are really funny in the movie. It's not just... Uh, you no, know, because the, the characters we can all relate to, whether it's a 11, 12-year-old boy or a yeah. harassed, overworked teacher or parents who are trying to do the best they can do and they also have limited means. So... Someone can relate to almost everything in this film, and it makes a difference. So congratulations. All the best to you, Andrew, and we'll talk again. Thank you, Joan. Always always nice to talk to you. Enjoyed it. Good luck. I'm Joan Hamburg, and that was Andrew Polk, Armageddon Time, and much more after this.